everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Second half of the day, Mr. Love was talking about resentment being the poison within a relationship. Yeah. Which is very difficult when you have kids. I'm, I can't even front. Like, if I was in her position and I was the one, you know what I'm saying, like, with the kids a lot of the time and stuff, like, I don't know if I could feel the same, um, you know, but like I said, I'm lucky. But the acknowledgement, I think, is really important. It's hard for a lot of people to do, to acknowledge, to say, like, I recognize that you're doing more for me and maybe I can't provide more time because time is finite, but I can give you what I have an abundance of and that is gratitude and acknowledgement. In 2021, Harvard Health did a giant gratitude study and found that couples who show gratitude for their partner and who express that gratitude regularly are more satisfied with their relationship. University of California Berkeley's research team referenced gratitude as the quiet difference maker in relationship formation. And the Journal of Social and Personal Relationships reported that individuals who feel appreciated by their partners have better functioning relationships that are less likely to be impacted by ineffective arguing and even financial stress. I could go on and on and maybe I should because as obvious as it is that a little gratitude goes a very long way, it's a lot less common than you'd hope it would be. A reading from my Instagram. Took her away for the weekend, posted a birthday pic with the caption, and they have the cap, then shun. That's funny. My gift to myself. Told my ex I wanted to see Bruno Mars. He got tickets to sell. Didn't understand why I was crying. Bought his daughter a birthday gift, but she didn't like the color, so he was mad at me for ruining her birthday. Little things, like I'd have a water bottle. He'd drink it, finish it, then turn to me and ask, why didn't I think to bring him one too? I used to take it personal until I saw her around her parents and she's one of those, oh my God, mom, you're so embarrassing. Get the fuck out of here. When her mom was just trying to see if anyone was thirsty. I know people like that. Bought my ex and his whole family Christmas gifts. He didn't even get me a card. Moved to a new city to be closer to her and she acted like that was nothing. So why is saying thank you to our lovers so overlooked and in some cases so challenging? You know, just like some people have an allergy to cooties, do some people have an allergy to giving kudos? And furthermore, what does a relationship hallmarked by gratitude even look like? That is what we are discussing in this episode of Lovers and Friends. Lovers and friends. I'm gonna take you on a trip, baby, I don't pretend I say. Lovers and friends, uh, I'm gonna hold you down, down to the end, I say. Hi there, lovers and friends. My name is Sham Boudram. This podcast is called Lovers and Friends. And you, you are the individuals who make up the community that make this possible, that make my life's work possible and meaningful. Thank you. And I need to say that and remind myself of that because the past few episodes, the comment section has been getting under my nerves, under my skin a little bit because... We put a lot of work in making these episodes multidimensional, multi-perspectived shows. And so when I scroll to the comments to see what stood out for you and someone's top comment is, her bun was lopsided, or I hate the sound effect at this minute, that sometimes can feel defeating. 
But then I have to remind myself that no matter how you engage with the work, I am grateful that you are here. I am in awe that you are here. You are a dynamic, full, loved, busy, optimal, and in-demand individuals who for some reason choose to devote your time and energy into the work that we're creating here. You could be listening to the most incredible song ever made, watching the most beautiful movie ever viewed by a human eye, and instead you choose here. And I am so indebted to you. I am in awe of that. I am shocked by that many of the times. And I have to remind myself um, to lead with gratitude, no matter how people choose to spend their time or what they choose to get out of it. The fact that you choose to give your time really means a lot to me. I'm also really grateful to have a community of people who for the most part understand that sponsors are a good thing for shows. One, it shows that the show is doing well. And two, it provides resources that allow us to pour efforts back into the show. And three, a lot of the times the sponsors aren't even asking you for anything. They're not taking from you. They're providing you with a free resource that For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early, so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game-changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. You got that? Okay, let's get back to it. Gratitude plays a role in helping us to create meaning and purpose in our relationships because it forces us to see a connection from a holistic versus an individualistic POV. With the help of gratitude, we put ourselves in the practice of focusing on what's special about someone in order to remind us why they're worth resources that are special to us. When people are engaged in gratitude-rich relationships, they share compliments out loud, not just in their head. They engage in acts of service and they make gratitude for each other a team sport. So if you're in a social pod with your partner, like you have kids or you work together, this is incredibly important. Also, people who are in gratitude-rich relationships create a reserve to pull from during the inevitable times when they are disappointed by their lover. But obviously, reserves aren't infinite and you do have the right to acknowledge when your water has run dry. And like I said at the very top, When you do this, good things happen not just to your relationship, but also to your brain. Dr. Sophia Godkin, PhD, is a health psychologist, happiness and relationship coach and author recognized internationally for helping people learn to love themselves and to create pleasure-filled relationships and become happy from the inside out without having to force or fake it. So recently she wrote The Couple's Gratitude Journal, which Jared and I will be discussing during the last segment of this episode. Do you remember what I asked you to say after I gave birth to Zaya? No. I think I just came to you and I was like, would it be cool if you just said thanks for giving birth to your kid? Yeah. Yeah. 
Dr. Godkin has been my go-to for resources on how to lean into joy. So when she asked me to write an endorsement for her couple's gratitude journal, I said, hell yes. And when I asked her to share insight with all of you, my beautiful community, on why gratitude is integral to the health and longevity of romantic relationships, she said, what science has shown is that the practice of gratitude actually creates changes in our brain. So there are areas of the brain, specifically the prefrontal cortex, that respond to gratitude. So we see um, increased activity in and gray matter in the prefrontal cortex. And that's the part of the brain that's associated with how we regulate our emotions and how we make decisions. And so this is a big deal for relationships, right? Imagine that the way you regulate emotions and the way that you make decisions can be improved in your relationships. Gratitude practices also impact areas of the brain associated with reward and positive emotions. So gratitude practices increase activity in these areas associated with reward and positive emotions and decrease activity in areas of the brain associated with negative emotions. And these impact on our mood and our stress levels impact how we show up in our relationships. Um, if we look at research, uh, research shows that practicing a practice of gratitude for just as little as three weeks daily um, impacts how people perceive their satisfaction and their communication in their relationships. So they start to feel more satisfied in their relationships and they also start to identify their communication as being more open, more clear, and they see that there's more understanding in that communication. So all of the facets of a successful relationship that you would hope to improve with any practice that you do really do improve with gratitude. Things like intimacy and closeness and understanding and connection, right? It's not about ignoring problems or ignoring concerns. It's about understanding that there can be problems in my relationship and I, I can be concerned about certain things and I can also be really grateful for how my partner showed up today or I can be really grateful about, you know, how they made me feel the other day, whatever it is, we can hold both of those things. And so gratitude really provides that balance that our negativity bias kind of takes us away from. So again, gratitude seems like a no brainer, but science also tells us it's not really all that cut and dry. So I found this article in Greater Good Magazine, Science-Based Insights for a Meaningful Life. And they had this article called, Why is Gratitude So Hard for Some People? And the short answer, our brains, our genes, and our personalities. Genes, yes, some of us might not have gotten it from our mother or our father. And by it, I mean gene CD38, involved in the secretion of oxytocin, and gene COMT, which is involved in the recycling of dopamine. Studies show the more COMT someone has, the less likely they are to struggle with negativity bias. If you don't know, negativity bias speaks to the fact that living beings are oriented to focus on potential threats, not blessings. Negative is an adaptive dominant mindset because animals with a heightened alertness to danger, pain, failure, or discomfort are more likely to survive threats and thus more likely to pass on their negative genes. Brains. A study published in the National Library of Medicine found that grateful people have more gray matter in their right inferior temporal cortex, which is linked to interpreting other people's intentions. They also have found more activity in areas associated with feelings of reward. 
Personality. Now, I'm sure you can identify a list of traits that would positively correlate with being grateful. And here is what this article referred to as thankfulness thieve traits. Envy, materialism, narcissism, and cynicism. Now, if you also factor in culture, upbringing, stereotypes, and other identity beliefs, we can also gain more insight and maybe even empathy on why some people have developed the muscle of gratitude and other people. I was in a romantic committed relationship with a guy for almost three years on and off. And this man told me, can you not tell me I love you five times a day? And I was like, <gasps> and the good news is even if your lover does come from a long line of ingrates, consistently habitually making an effort to implement gratitude into your life can actually change our brains. So it's not all about genes. And if you need some inspiration on why the work, the consistent work is worth it, I present to you a conversation with Dante, half of the R&B group They. Dante is married with two kids and he is sharing the secret sauce to his family's success right after this. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Number one meal caught for an incredible meal caught meal kit. America's number one meal kit for an incredible deal with an incredible deal. Yeah. Well, let's talk about family. Yeah. You got one? Yeah, I've got a family. I got a, a wife, two kids, you know? So it's, uh, you know, they keep me busy, you know, amongst doing all this stuff too. So it's rare to hear that, right? Yeah, nah, for sure. I mean, you know, especially like back home. You know where I come from. I grew up in Denver, Colorado. So like a lot of my friends, they're like in full on family mode, kids. Oh, for so, sure. Yeah. In Denver. You know Everyone saying? gets married like 15 there. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So it's just like, but out here, I'm like an anomaly. When I tell people I got like two kids, they're like, wait, what? You got two kids in a family? I'm like, yeah, like, okay, isn't that what we supposed to do? Like at this age? Like, I don't know. But, you know, despite all of that, I, I get it. It's like, it's hard to really try to pursue, you know, like, success within this industry unless you like give all of yourself to it so trying to do that while like maintaining a family and maintaining like a relationship with your kids it's like healthy and you're present for them is having a family a dream come true for you yeah it is you know i think that um my, my daughter so my daughter is nine years old and she she definitely was a like not necessarily like a surprise but a little bit of a surprise to, but it was one of those things where, like, I was like, okay, like, it's, I'm excited. Like, you know what I'm saying? I got a little girl on the way. So, like, you know, just stepping into the dad role and stuff like that. Like, I always grew up, like, the older brother. I love I love just spending time with my kids and getting away from everything, too. It's like you get so caught up in, like, the industry stuff and artist life and trying to maintain that. Like, it's, it's so unfortunate, low-key, that I get to have that escape, right, to where I can just – go home and be normal and watch Ninja Turtles and Pokemon and stuff I grew up on, you know what I'm saying? And like share that experience with my kids. Like I definitely don't take it for granted. That's beautiful. Yeah. Um, how's marriage life like? 
Nah, marriage is 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 great. Like I'm 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 really fortunate that so my girl and I we met um like we actually met in high school, um, but didn't get together until a little bit later. Um but yeah, we we've been together for like fourteen years at this point, and she's been a constant in my life, you know, really like my whole adult life. We've been together, um, and you know, moved out here to LA for me, and it's been like the most supportive person throughout my entire journey. So like, I'm lucky that I've got such a, a great, great woman with me that that's been supportive and has been like my backbone throughout the entire process. You know, because I don't know, it can't be replaced. It just makes your life that much easier. You told me a little bit about your experience today that happened just before you got here. Can you share that story? Yeah, nah, I mean, so my, my wife does uh, floral design. So she has like events, weddings, and she's actually got a wedding tomorrow. Um, and she she had told me like months in advance, you know what I'm saying? Like, oh, on this day, like I'm going to be preparing and stuff like that. But um, I know we have been trying to figure out the right date for us to you know, get together and stuff like that. So when we actually finalized the date, I realized like, it's, oh, it's right on like the prep time. She's got the wedding the next day. So she she definitely expressed to me just like, you know, I always kind of feel like your stuff takes the priority over my my things. And, you know, it's it's tough because I obviously like we just dropped the album two weeks ago. So opportunities and, and things are coming in like, I don't know, they're coming in every day. So you want to make sure that you're making the most out of the moment. But at the same time, I need to be there for her. Like, I need to make sure that, like, she's getting everything that she needs to do, what she, she's been trying to do. She's put a lot of things on the back burner um, trying to support my dream. And I think that today it was, it was a little bit of a flare-up where it's like, okay, cool, like, I'm going to go handle this. I'm going to be right back. I didn't take none of my, like, studio equipment. I'm not going to the studio. I'm going to be right back. And then, you know, I'm in full-on dad mode for the rest of the day as soon as we wrap this up. It's beautiful because this could have been like a big point of contention um, or it could have been a moment for you to like be like, okay, yes to you, but also like let's not forget the priorities. But it feels like instead of leaning into righteousness, you leaned into gratitude. No, absolutely. Like I'm grateful that she's understanding because she could have been really upset. You know what I'm saying? It, It could have turned into something that was like way worse. But at the same time, like I'm, I'm grateful, like, you know, all the, especially, like I said, she's had to deal with a lot. Two kids, I'm gone for a month, six weeks at a time, or I'm gone on the weekend because I got to go do this shoot or I got to go meet this person or whatever. Like, I'm I'm grateful. So any opportunity that I got to where I could, like, return the favor, I feel like I, I have to be there for, for her, for my kids. Like, ultimately, like, like I said, I'm going to make sure that, that I'm there for her the way that she's been there for me throughout this entire process. I'm leaning into the gratitude point because I was reading a study actually that talks about that being the secret weapon in a lot of successful marriages. Yeah. Is it's not always going to be equal. It's not always going to be balanced. But gratitude is something that you can have cut through the noise and ensure that you do still feel like my person has me, even though maybe they don't have me as much as I have them all the time or vice versa. No, for sure. I think that at the end of the day, it's about us. You know what I'm saying? It's bigger than it's bigger than what one person gets or like winning the little battles or whatever. It's really about what's going to be best for our kids. You know what I'm saying? Can we provide the life for our kids that we didn't get to necessarily have? Are we going to have them set up to where, you know, they don't have to worry about college or they don't have to worry about money or whatever. So I think that that's what it really is. Like we have a higher calling and an obligation to our family to like 
really make the most out of every single moment while at the same time making sure that we still all that everybody's happy and feeling fulfilled within like our day-to-day roles and everything so I don't know like I, I can definitely see to where just being grateful about where we're at and where we're going is definitely like a main component of things being successful for sure do you consider yourself to have a successful marriage it's crazy because I don't I don't really think of myself as like oh I got like I cracked the code or nothing you know what I'm saying like I don't, I don't think like oh yeah like I got it figured out I think one of the main things that I, I really try to do is like one I, I don't hold grudges you know what I'm saying like I, I try not to hold on to stuff for too long um you know like because I, I think I have an understanding the same way like I was saying that my my parents are we're both Aquarius me and my girl are both cancers you know what I'm saying so there could definitely be emotional moments but I think that us both being the same, like, kind of leads me to understand, like, yo, it's just like a temporary flare up. We know what we're about. We know what we're going through. Like, I don't, I don't hold on to like those bad moments too long. Um, and then too, yeah, it just comes down to the ability to talk through things. Like, just being able to talk about like how each other is feeling and having that understanding. And also, like, when somebody says something, actually listen and act upon it. And then um, you talked about not holding on to grudges and uh, second half of the day, Mr. Love was talking about resentment being the poison within a relationship, how yeah. you can grow to have that. And it sounds like you guys have found the elixir to that resentment, which is very difficult when you have kids. No, for sure. I mean, I'm, I can't even front. Like if I was in her position and I was the one, you know what I'm saying? Like with the kids a lot of the time and stuff, like I don't know if I could feel the same. Um, you know, but like I said, I'm lucky. I'm very lucky. I'm I'm fortunate that I have somebody. She's a, an amazing mother um, to both of our kids and has been, you know, from day one. She's just a natural with it. So I think, yeah, I, th- I think that I'm, I'm just lucky, you know what I'm saying, that I have somebody who's so enthusiastic about our family um, in so many different ways that, yeah, she, she doesn't resent it. And if there are moments to where, like, I can step in or provide some breathing room or provide whatever. I try my best to do it. You know, I try to make my my family time like non-negotiable. You know what I'm saying? Like, cause you know how it is, especially out here. It's like people demand as much as your time that they possibly can. Like if they if they feel like, oh, we need you on the weekend or we need you for this or we need you for that or can you do this? It's just like having that boundary for me is really really important. Cause I'm like, I can't sacrifice that aspect of it. Cause I honestly, if I did, I think that the resentment would be a little bit different though too. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm giving her all the leeway that she needs to have some resentment towards me. So I try to do my best to make sure that I, you know, on the weekends I'm there, I'm there with the kids. You need to go do some girls night, like whatever. Like I'm, I'm there every single time to where like, even though my, my career and my priorities are often the priority, I got, I try to take every opportunity that I can to like try to even it out a little bit, you know. Mm-hmm. I think that's so incredibly important because, like, yeah, yeah. I, as somebody who goes through that, you know, we have two kids. That is a big portion, and I think we actually had a harder time after kid one than kid two with that. But the acknowledgement, I think, is really important. It's hard for a lot of people to do to acknowledge to say like. I recognize that you're doing more for me and maybe I can't provide more time because time is finite, but I can give you what I have an abundance of. And that is gratitude and acknowledgement. No, absolutely. Absolutely. And and I think too, that 
that comes from my upbringing as well. Like I said, my mom, um, you know, she's a businesswoman and, and she traveled a lot. So a lot of times, like, I, the dynamic was flipped. You know what I'm saying? Where my dad was the one that was picking us up from school, picking us up from practice. You know what I'm saying? Like cooking dinner, all that stuff. Because my mom traveled a lot. So I try to take that example as well and be like, okay, no. like, Because I know so many guys didn't grow up with the father and everything fell on the mother. And I was fortunate that my dad was very, very present in my life, like throughout everything. My mom actually passed um, when I was 16 or 15 years old. And... You know, from then on, it was just it was just me and my dad. So, like, I I just kind of feel like if I were to do anything different, I would be like failing my family, low key. You know, the sacrifice that kids and a family take is immense. Honestly, goes without saying. Yeah. Let me ask you a hot take question. Do you feel like you would be more successful if you didn't have a family? No, nah. no, nah, I don't think so. Um, because I know who I was before I had kids. And I think the number one thing that, that shifted in my mind once I did have kids was like, I was just that much more accountable for everything. Like, whereas in, it's, in the past, I would, you know, fuck off or whatever. Oh, I'm, I'm gonna push this away. But like, as soon as I knew, like, no, there's people dependent on me. Like, there's people who are actively every single day living and dying by the decisions that I make. Like, I think that that gave me even more motivation to actually actualize a lot of the things that I said I wanted to do with my life. Like, I'm, I'm in the studio every day. I don't know what else to do besides be in the studio, be working on music, be working on my career. I, I couldn't see myself being as successful as I am right now if, if I didn't have my daughter in my life and if I didn't have my son and my wife in my life. You know what I'm saying? Like... They're honestly my motivation to keep going, even even through tough times, because we didn't been through a lot of difficult situations that, you know, when other people have experienced them, like I've seen it break, break them. You know what I'm saying? But like for me, I think I can't break. You know what I'm saying? Like I can't break down. I got to be there. I got to get through whatever challenge there is. I got to get through it because it's not just about me, you know. And then further to that, like you talk about your wife being your biggest support system. Yeah. So I think even beyond being accountable to her, like she is motivating and she has pushed you. No, absolutely. Absolutely. Like, you know, not like anytime that I might have a, like a moment of because I have a tendency just in general to like think about things too much. You know what I'm saying? I'm always thinking. I'm always like kind of in my head a little bit. Which is probably your gift as an artist. No, 100%. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I think that that's, it's a superpower, but it's also a curse at the same time to where she just helps me process my feelings and the way that I'm looking at things. And sometimes I need, like, I'll be at like 70% on like the confidence scale and I I need that extra 30%. And, you know, I'm also, I can be a cynic sometimes to where like if somebody will compliment me or say something, I'll just be like, well, I'll brush it off. But like, I know with her, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, she's always going to tell me the truth of the situation and tell me exactly what I need to hear. I think that without her, it, I can't, I don't know, I have a really tough time of even to just imagine myself without her, to be completely honest. I talked to Drake years ago, and yeah. he was saying a big fear he has of getting into a serious relationship. I don't know if this has changed for him now, but he had said at the time, a big fear is that like he sees people's art drastically decline once they're partnered. 
what would your response be to that from a personal standpoint? Honestly, and this this is just like on an artistic level, I don't feel like my creativity is ever like contingent on external things. You know what I'm saying? Like I know some people that's like, oh, I got to be in the right setting or I got to be in the right studio. Or, I got to be at this point in my life or that point in my life. Like one of my other talents that I feel like I have is like I just love to write. Like if I wasn't doing music, I feel like I would either be like a journalist or like an author or something like that. Like I still just write just for my own like mental health and stuff like that. Like I keep a journal and everything. But like I'm I'm more so telling stories and I'm very observant. And I think that creatively, for me, it's not just about what I'm going through or what I'm like. I, I'll pick up on other people's conversations or get a motivation from a movie or, you know, a TV show or anything like that. Um, your partner in crime was just saying that they just came out of a long term relationship and they're hoping that the next one is the one is the serious one. Yeah. Uh, any advice for him as somebody who's in their one? I think that in today's day and age, like people's expectations for relationships are just so high. Like, I think for him, it, it's really finding the, the person who fills in the gaps. Like, sometimes I feel like people are looking for someone who checks every box. You know what I'm saying? But I don't, I don't even really believe that that exists. Um, I think it's the person who pushes you to be the best version of yourself that you could be, regardless of what their flaws may or may not be. I don't think anybody's perfect in this world. Um, so I think that if I, were, if I were to say that, it's just like you got to realize you're not perfect and you ain't never going to find a perfect person, but you may find that person who's like actually perfect for you and for what you need in your life. And that's going to change as you age. It's going to change as you in different experiences and where you're at in life. But like I think that you, in general, just this generation, we got to be more accepting of people and their flaws and what that actually like. And I don't know. I think that that kind of touches back to what I was saying, even with our relationship or with, with my relationship with my wife, where we just understand each other's nuances, you know what I'm saying, in a way that just makes everything work. And I think that that's probably the advice I would give to people is to be a little bit more open minded with who that perfect person could be and how they might present themselves in your life, you know. And it sounds also too like shifting the focus from nitpicking what that person doesn't have and being grateful for what they do and also grateful. Oh. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> for those of you listening and not watching, I just caught the shit. Jackie Chan caught the shit out of a tree that was about to purchase. And it sounds also too like shifting the focus from nitpicking what that person doesn't have and being grateful for what they do and also grateful. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> thank you. No, that was a good catch, though. Thanks. That was. A, thank you for putting it back. Um, grateful that not only for not only for who that person is and their strengths, but yeah. grateful that they put up with your shit. No, for sure. I'm a I'm a character. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, and to find somebody who's willing to tolerate that, like, I'm, like I said, I'm blessed. I'm lucky because, like I said, this shit is so stressful. Like, all of this stuff has just been so stressful. And I have somebody who can, like, not 
be consistently annoyed with with all the bumps and, and the change of plans and the change of everything. Like, I think that that's, I'm, I'm, like I said, I'm fortunate through all of this. You know? Well, I've been really fortunate for your time, and I'm very grateful to your wife, too, for saying yes, that you could come and give you the space to do that. I yeah. want to give you your time back. Go be a great dad and a great husband. Um, congratulations on the album. All right, cool. Done deal. Thank you. No, thank Yay! Huge shout out to Dante. Dante Jones, who makes up half of the R&B group, they just announced their tour for their new album, New Moon. Dante is a producer and has collaborations with Skrillex, Jesse Reyes, and with Wiz Khalifa. Shout out to Dante. All his info in the show notes. Okay, the show is about to go on with a segment that sometimes, y'all, I be using the podcast to get some things off my chest. And I had to talk to Jared about gratitude because, boy. I would rest my palm on the top of your forehead. And when I would do that, I would be thinking um, just any loving thing that I can think. And I would try to shoot it through my palms into your brain. Why not just say it? So I recently came. Ow. Hi, Jared Brady. Hi. I want you to read this. The couple's gratitude journal. I'm grateful for you. Fuck. Leave me alone today, everybody. Everybody. Sorry, baby. I'm not used to having a period. I know it's been two years. Yeah, it's been two years, and I just I don't know how to deal with all these feelings. And it's foggy. I'm cold. I'm very annoyed. It's cold. Okay. Anyways. Yeah, yeah. What are you grateful for? Jared, I a bunch of stuff you're not no, grateful no, no, for. No, no, no. Let's so, stop. Don't try to flip this. Don't try to flip this. This is your intervention, <laughs> not mine. On the spectrum of being able to express and show gratitude, where would where would you say that you honestly lie? <laughs> I'm probably in the middle. I like where this is going. Okay, say more. <laughs> That's it. I think I'm in the middle. I think I'm in the middle. I'm good at saying thank you. But I show my gratitude in a lot of action rather than words. I've grown to value actions and like, you know, displaying your uh, gratitude in, in different ways. Like, oh, I'm grateful that you allowed me to you know, uh, go do this and be out the house for a second. So when I come home, I'm going to try to like clean the kitchen or I'm going to try to do something else that can express how I'm grateful. Mm. But verbally, it's probably rare. Yeah. I'll admit that. <laughs> you know, it's interesting because I had a conversation in the podcast with Brendan yesterday and I was talking to Brendan about sacred sex and just kind of trying to find and weave those practices into our own life just mm. to bring another layer to our sex yeah. life. And then he was like, well, you know, Jared sometimes puts his hands on your head and pours all the love he has right into your body. And I was like, what? <laughs> he was like, you didn't know he does that? And I was like, no. He's like, you didn't watch that video that's on your channel? I was like, no. But he's never expressed to me like, this is what I'm doing. So I'm not feeling, I mean, I feel the love from you, but I'm not getting the benefits of this moment where you're pouring all your love into me because I don't understand. Because the only time I could think that you put your hands on my head during sex is when I'm going down on you, so I'm not. No, I do it in missionary. I do it. I do it. I do it a lot of times. Yeah, when you do it, then I just feel like it's more dominance. I love it. I like it, but I'm not like this. Is Jared pouring all of his heart? You don't into remember me. when we first started dating, and I would put my palm on your forehead, not even during sex. Do you remember that? No. no. Well, I used to when we were dating, and we would just be having a conversation on your couch, or you maybe we were watching something. I would rest my palm on the top of your forehead. And when I would do that, I would be thinking um, just 
any loving thing that I can think, and I would try to shoot it through my palms into your brain. Why not just say it? Because it's just like, that's just how I am, okay? You know what? You just got to, if I do anything weird, just know that I'm thinking something <laughs> that is very loving. But I just think it's corny to be like, I'm going to put this palm on your head and I'm thinking of every nice thing and shooting it. Well, you could brain. just be like, you could put your palm on my head and then be like, you're really lo- beautiful. You're yeah. very kind. Yeah, I can. You make me a better person. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. You could do both, I yeah. think. But sometimes I might just look at you and lick my lips or I might just look at you and do something that you're just completely oblivious to. Right. You know? Do you remember what I asked you to say after I gave birth to Zaya? No. I think I just came to you and I was like, would it be cool if you just said thanks for giving birth to your kid? Yeah. Yeah, you it, did. It would be cool if you said thank you. It would yeah. be cool if you said I'm in I'm in awe of you. Now I don't take this personal with you because I acknowledge across the board that this is not your strength. And I try to pick up for you because I think as a unit, that's our job. You yeah. Know, I have things I'm not great at that you step in and you really help me at. Like you help other relationships that I have outside of you in tremendous ways with the gifts that you have that I don't. You're mm. extremely kind. Mm. You're extremely empathetic. Mm. And you're very aware of other people's experiences, which should translate to gratitude. But for some reason, it just falls off of that. No, point. I just think I think I think you're caught in the gratitude and verbal. Yes, I and am. I think yeah. that like a lot of people are and I get it. And it's something that I can grow in. Um, but, you know, I think that it's a tricky situation of like, you know, being like you you don't express gratitude when it's like, yeah, I, I just do it in a different form. It's just not as like verbal. Yeah. You know, I, I do it in different ways. And, and I, you know, I can't grow in being more verbally, you know, um, verbal affirmations because I know it's important to you. Mm. Um, and it's something that I have to like focus on to like grow in. Um, but it's like a lot of times I, I find myself being like, well, don't you remember I figured out this thing for you and we had a problem in this area and if it, well, I wasn't involved then it, it wouldn't have gone forward or you wouldn't have found out how to fix this problem or the amount of times that like I I like ex- not express it verbally but I express it in like you know um, working really hard in different areas that I think are more valuable to yes. you in the long run than me just saying like I'm grateful for you um, because I know there's a lot of people I know for myself like I I get like I, it come it goes in one out and out the year. How many times do you be like, "You're so great, you're beautiful, you're this, you're that," and it's just like, thank you, you. Don't do you feel that way because you get so much of it that maybe you don't no, realize? I, no, it's not. I promise you, I've never, I've never like held on to those things. Yeah, because I also, you know, I have had maybe past trauma where that has been used as a manipulation tactic or that has been used in a way that's like. You're saying all these things, but your actions are showing something completely different. So I just value other ways to show your gratitude. But I know that it matters to you. So I'm going to try well, to Well, I would challenge it. you to say that, well, yes, I know that you do. And yeah. I think that knowing the back of my mind, I can get gratitude from you from hearing it in different spaces. Like the other day, um, I asked you, I was like, you're such a great dad because you're an incredible father. And I was like, just you're an amazing dad. And I know that you came from teenage parents and I was like, where do you get it from? Like, how did you learn to be so great? And you're like, I think I get it from you. 
And I was like, wow, because you know, you're, you're not gonna verbally say to me, you're a great mom, or thank you for being a great mom. Um, That's, okay. You're not you're very quite... frequently, not saying never. Oh. That's just not going to, you're not gonna see me play with the kids and just be like, I just wanna say, Thank you. Like, just I just love how you love our kids. It just means a lot. You're not. That's not probably not going to be your words. But I was like, oh, that's a way of me hearing this yeah. in a different setting. Yeah. I do know your heart, and sometimes I can get to breaking points. Yeah. You know, we had a a tit. Our most recent argument yeah. was where someone asked you a question, and yeah. I feel like I wasn't reflected. Yeah. In that in that answer. Yeah. yeah. Um, I wasn't acknowledged in that answer. So I can get to breaking points where I'm like, okay, Jared, like there, you gotta be a bit more on it. Your strengths have helped me in my relationships. Is there ways that I can be more helpful and additive to you to mm -hmm. ensure that because you have a blind spot to gratitude that I'm filling in the blanks for you? You don't like this. I'm trying to make this nice and loving and you're not. Because it's just so crazy. It's just so crazy, but I get it. Are you telling Byron thank you? Yes, I am. Are you? Yes. Okay. Yes, I, I do. And I do it in ways that like, I do not say I it. do it in ways. No, do listen, you say it? no, please, please, please. Because I think this could be something that I know I get your episode is to get people to be more grateful and, and express it verbally. But I think that, I think that it's... People express in different ways, and that is okay. And I think if people would like just accept, you know, with with let's use Byron as an example. Like for me, I am also aware that me accepting, you know, um, and and putting my full heart into something that he is passionate about as well um, is me because there's been so many years where he's tried to do this very thing, right? And I am, I'm also aware that like, that me trusting him is me showing his gratitude, right? And he feels that, but I think men communicate in different ways, right? I can pick up what you're putting down because a big benefit of gratitude, I mean, it's two ways, right? Like when you think it and then say it, the other person really clearly receives it. You know, there are many ways to communicate though. Talk is not the be all and end all. So if you have your route and that works for other people, it doesn't always work for us, but I've expressed that to you. But if that works for the people, that dynamic, that's great. Because yes, the benefit is giving it, but also in general, feeling more grateful internally can change your life in insurmountable ways. It yeah. can change your outlook, it can change your perspective, it can change your health. So yeah. as long as you feel internally, like you're not struggling, to be grateful, which is a biological struggle that many people do mm, experience, mm, mm. that's something different. Yeah, I mean, I'm not gonna lie, I do have an analytical and critical brain, um, but I don't think that, I mean, I don't think that I would be so close to the word enjoy if I didn't have gratitude. Do I say it all the time? No, Yeah. I don't, um, but I do, I, do, I do feel it. Well, having to get into the practice of giving what you feel, is that something that you're interested in working on? Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, there, on one hand, it's like, yeah, I want to do that for you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because I, I do feel grateful and I want you to feel that I feel grateful. Um, and, and, and if my actions are not expressing to you that I am grateful for you. Your actions do. But let me finish. Okay, my love. <laughs> If my actions are not are not um, you know coming across to you that I am grateful, I want to I do want to express it in a way that you can receive it because I do feel it. So this is a gratitude journal. Um, 
my fave, Dr. Sophia Godkin wrote it. It's supposed to be five minutes a day. And yeah. it's something to create more fulfilling, stronger relationships. I believe we have a wonderful relationship. And I believe that I know what your heart is. Once in a while, would it be nice to say it? Would you be interested in participating in a journal like this? Not every day. Doesn't <laughs> seem like it's doable for you. But maybe once in a, maybe once a week. Yeah. Randomly pick a page, read it, and maybe you could try to answer one. Okay, so this sentence says, thank you for making me see this truth about myself that I wouldn't have realized without you. And this truth would be that I am smart. Which I know you know when we first got together, I, you know, all through school, um, even as a young adult, uh, I had a lot of street smarts, but I never thought of myself as somebody who was intelligent, who had a high IQ, who was able to learn and, and do things more than I already had done at 18 years old. Um, so that is something that I am grateful for. You're welcome. You see how underwhelming No, 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 no. This, I'm tearing up. <laughs> what else do you want? <laughs> Thank you to my husband, Jared Brady, who has been working on an album putting his heart, soul, and foot into it and working with an amazing team who's just as inspired and fired up as he is. It's a dream come true to see my lover live out his dream. And um, yeah, so please like, tap in with Jared. Make sure that you keep up to date with him. And whenever he does put out music, I want us to enjoy it together. Just, I'm very, very proud of him. Very, very grateful for him. Anyways, speaking of gratitude, let's get to my favorite part of the show. Oh, I forgot about the conversation starter pack. Let's do that first. All right, it's time to get to one of my favorite parts of the podcast where I read the rate and review section, which in light of this episode, I realized I like it so much because it's nice. It's nice to feel wanted. It's nice to feel appreciated. So thank you to everybody who does that. Okay. A-M-B-B-Z-Z said, hey, Shan, I just listened to the recent episode with Raven. I need to say that you have the best metaphors and analogies. Thank you. Also, you asked for ideas on how to include a segment where other people process what went down after the fact. I wonder if having a friend of the interviewee who is not present during the convo shares their thoughts after listening would be more comfortable for some interviewees, but still add some of their context on discussed topics. I think that's a great idea how feasible that is, like who's going to be willing to offer up a friend? Would I be willing to do that? To have a friend who'd be down to do that? These are all great questions, but I really do agree, you know, having somebody who comes from a loving place. But then I'm like, would that person look at this? Like, you know, when you have a job interview and it says list references, you're only going to list people that you know are going to say great things. So sometimes you need that like honest, just outside perspective that comes from a loving, informed place. And that's where I'm really trying to hit the sweet spot of, or, uh, yeah, but I think this is a great idea. Let's let's noodle on this some more. Someone said, Utica, actually bitched about somebody, said their name. Utica said, the show is so well produced, the amount of effort that goes into it does not go unnoticed. Oh. I could cry. I really could, especially given the fact I'm going away for the summer for uh, two months, possibly, to be with my parents back in Toronto. And I definitely need to lower the lift of the podcast episodes because I just want to spend more time with family. Um, so sometimes I wonder if I'm even doing all this work for nothing. Like I'm trying so hard and you guys are like, bitch, just record one conversation. That's all we really care about. So it's nice when some people are like, nah, like I like the sound effects and the bells and whistles and the extra segments because I like them. So thank you so much, Utica. 
D111 says, you got me. I've never listened to a podcast ever. I tuned in after my guy friend tuned me into the Jazzy episode. It was then I knew I had to develop and deep dive into lovers and friends. Thank you so much. I recently found a podcast I should share with you guys. I'm going to go to browse afterwards. I really, really love. I am new to podcasts as well. Prior to having my own guilty as charged, did not listen. They've been amazing in my life. And I want to share you an ama- share with you guys an amazing one that I hope you'll enjoy as much as I do. Uh, Louisa said, I'm growing with you. I've watched you since those girls are wild. And I wanted to say thank you. Oh my gosh. You're an evolutionist. Your evolution is inspiring. The transparency and vulnerability encourages us to do the same. I really appreciate that. Thank you so much. Um, someone says, Chelsea just said, I enjoyed this. And that means a lot too. Oh, I like this one. Um, frustrated says, I get frustrated for you, Shan, knowing, oh, I thought about, <laughs> I get frustrated for you, Shan, knowing that you put in the work and the time for it to be shot down. I was punching the air when you said the team said there's a no-go for the therapist segment. Therapists are the best. The question that crossed my mind was, can't handle the truth, but when life gives you lemons, somehow you still make great lemonade with extra flavor. Love you, Shan. And I love you, Spend 26 and again, y'all, put your real names here. Why are we doing these Black Planet 1995 usernames? Like, tell me who you are. I want to talk to you. I want to feel you. Um, but I do feel you this episode. I have felt you in so many different platforms. And I'm grateful again for the time that you have given to Lovers and Friends podcast. Keep coming back. Next week's episode is a lot of fun. It's about fucking first and finding love after and discovering if there's love later. It's an interesting flip. We have interesting perspectives. And I hope that you are one of the engaged minds in that conversation. Thank you so much. I keep saying it, but I do feel it really, truly. Thank you so much. Have an amazing week. You deserve it. Wait a motherfucking second. I forgot to talk about this podcast. It's called The Knowledge Project with Shane Parrish. There was an episode on addiction. I loved so much. There was an episode on happiness. I loved a lot. Um, And what's really cool about this podcast is they have these recap episodes on themes, which I think I might steal that idea. So every cool guest they've ever had who talks about happiness, he compiles it into one episode. That's a great way to find other episodes that you want to invest to listen to the full one hour, sometimes one hour and a half, sometimes one hour and 44 minute dialogue. I am. Yeah, I love this one. It's by Shane Parrish, Farnham Street. You got enough information. Go find it. So. Lovers and friends, I'ma take you on a trip, baby. I don't pretend. I said, Lovers and friends, I'ma hold you down down to the end. I said, Lovers and friends is executive produced by Shared Entertainment's Shan Boudram. It is produced by Boudram and Crazy Cruz with production support from 2S Entertainment's Adam Krasner and Brianna Barone. The Lovers and Friends theme song is produced by Sean Ross and performed by Jared Brady, who also does the scoring and engineering on our episodes. Lovers and Friends is powered by Audioboom and made possible by our incredible sponsors who you can show love to by reading our show notes.